You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. Here we are, and this is going to be a great conversation, one that's so needed, not just for the people that I have a tendency to work with, you know, um, with people that are afraid of speaking because they are afraid of that fear of rejection. So Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Let's just start off with a a doozy of a question. How did you get into this this particular space? Mm, The coaching space? Well, not just the coaching space, but this coaching, the space of fear of rejection. Mm, because I've been afraid of rejection for so long in my life and realized how much I let it hold me back. And now that I'm working on that and letting it go myself, um, yeah, I want other people to experience that as well. Okay. Let's just, uh, let's kind of like unpack your own story, which I'm sure is going to help like our listeners um, look at their own life. How did you know that it was holding you back versus, oh, this is just normal. This is just like the way everybody is. Well, I think both of those can be true. It can be normal (laughs) the way it is for a lot of people. And it's also, um, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I, for my entire life, I've had these, things that I've attributed to my, whenever I haven't been able to do the thing I wanted to do or um, something hasn't worked out, I've blamed it on these things about my physical self or my emotional self or, you know, whatever. I had this laundry list of things and they may or may not be true that may or may not have been contributing to the situation, but I never gave myself a chance to find out because I had already decided that someone was going to reject me. Someone wasn't going to let me do what I wanted to do because of those things. And so that fear, that um, pressure that I built up around whether or not someone would accept me into that space or into that endeavor um, never even allowed me the opportunity to give it a try. I think that's so interesting. And I, and I completely agree with that. The like almost subconsciously we've said like, Nope, not doing that. And we don't even attempt, you know, I recently wrote, um, a post about when I was, this was back when I was a teenager and my family lived in Japan and, you know, part of, you know, the experience of living in Japan, my father, you know, we were also hikers um, myself mildly um, back then, but my father wanted to hike and reach the summit of Mount Fuji. And you drive up to like, I think it was like base five 
And then from there, it's like, you're on your, you're on your own. It's all by foot to the top. And, you know, this was like an overnight thing. And in a flash of a second, I just went, yeah, I don't feel good. I mean, my mom was staying behind with my younger sister because she was way too young to be doing something like this. And my father went with two of my sisters, uh, one of them who did not make the top, but my other sister did. Like, and it's still something that they talk about today, but I didn't like in a flash of a second, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going because I was afraid. Yeah. I read that post Lorianne and it was, it was so good. And I resonated with it so much. I mean, listen, I don't have it all figured out, right? Like I still refuse to learn how to ride a bike. So, so there's my stubbornness and, uh, there's my stubbornness for you. And like my fear of what will happen if I get on that thing. And if it falls over, um, yeah, I'm 37 and I still, re- I will not, I will not do it. So I'm not saying that I'm perfect here. But I love <laughs> but, what you're saying right now. It's, you know, like, it's this fear and like, nope, I'm not doing that. But you're like, but I'm also stubborn. Uh-huh. <laughs> I it's almost like 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 hands on hips. Nope, I am not learning how to do this. <laughs> oh yeah, 100 percent I put my hands on my hips when people start to challenge me about it. I'm like, no. <laughs> but so let, let's just go back to that. We don't even give ourselves a chance. So I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the expert here, you know, that fear of doing something, you know, it's like, so there's a little part of us that like, I want to do this, but, ooh, I'm afraid of doing this. I'm afraid of like what people will think. What if I don't do it perfectly? I'm sure that there's like this laundry list of, of excuses of, not excuses, but of the fears And this is part of why I think holds people back from sharing their message, telling their story, getting out on any, any form of stage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We, we create this, this thing in our mind and I always talk about it. Like we need to take the, the negative charge out of rejection. We need to, come to terms with the fact that rejection happens, but it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with our capacity to love, to be loved, our intelligence. Um, it has nothing to do with, with us. Um, so if we can take that negative charge out of the concept of rejection, then there's really nothing to be afraid of anymore. Um, You get an idea about something you want to do or need to do. You figure out a plan. And if it works out, wonderful. It's what the universe needed. And if it doesn't, it's okay. The universe didn't need that right now. And the next thing comes to you. And we're not so like worked up about it not happening and we're a failure and blah, 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 blah. And we're ready for the next thing that, you know, the universe has to offer us. Um, So yeah, it just, it could be a lot simpler. (laughs) I think there's a lot to taking out that emotional charge and not letting, and I, and I can speak for my own self and my own life when I finally realized like, oh, like I can't let emotions run the show. I can't let emotions run my business. 
Like, do I feel like pitching myself today? Because if we if we rely on our, on our emotions, I would just stay curled up like underneath the blankets and never get out of bed. You know, I'm not saying that that I'm depressed, but you know, like that there's a whole scary world out there that if we let you know, emotions run the show, like for something so minor as like, hey, pitching yourself, you know, because then it leads to something else and something bigger. And I think it's just a domino effect. What do you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always say our emotions should be our, so let me just preface this by saying I'm an extremely emotional person. I feel a lot of things all of the time. So if that's you out there, I'm with you. <laughs> um, I don't always know what to do with those emotions though. And that's where I've gotten um, a little stuck uh, in the past. I think our emotions should be signposts. They should give us information. They're very useful. Don't suppress those emotions. Like pay attention to them, let them happen and let them allow you to figure out kind of what's actually happening. Believe it or not, there's stuff happening even underneath those emotions. So what are they telling you about yourself, about the situation you're in, about the people you're around? Mm -hmm. Listen to what they have to say and then do something about it. Um, And yeah, absolutely. Because you're walking down a dark street and you Mm -hmm. get this like tightness in your chest we don't want to say, you know, I'm not saying, you know, like just ignore that tightness in your right, chest. Yeah. You're right. You could be putting yourself into danger. But mm-hmm. when it comes to like, hey, sharing your story, like knowing that your story matters, that your message matters, and that you you as as a human being, as a person, you're worthy of speaking up and using your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if your emotions start to get, if you start to get really tense or tight around that kind of thing, then like we need, we need to find help in unpacking why that's such a problem. Um, You know, you talked about self-worth there and that's another thing that we, that contributes to this fear of rejection, this negative charge around the concept of rejection. Like, my, if I think that my self-worth is tied to whether someone else accepts my pitch or endeavor or whatever or not, then, um, then we have some work to do because your self-worth, you are inherently worthy and it has nothing to do with what someone else accepts or rejects. You know, I just, I know that people on my podcast have heard this before and Jessica, I just want to like share this with you. Not sure, but in my own journey to self-love, you know, I have now, you know, stepped into a position like as a speaker, where if somebody came up to me and said, you know, you know, this is what you did wrong. And like, like, I just like take that as like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, like I take it in as like, all right, it's information. It's exactly what you just said. Like, it doesn't mean anything about me. I can take this in as information. Doesn't mean I'm a bad speaker. Doesn't mean I'm a great speaker either. It's just like, hey, this is somebody's information about their perception from being in my audience. I get to decide 
what to do with that information, but it doesn't have to mean anything like Lorianne's a bad person. I'm not worthy of being here. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of sharing my information. Um, Thank you for, thank you for that. Yeah. So that journey to uh, self-worth, I think is so valuable. It's so valuable and it's so hard. There are so many, um, like, I don't want to just be here and be like, oh, just you're worthy. Love yourself. Right. <laughs> that's not helpful for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not really that helpful. Um, especially when you've, you know, lived your life with, uh, and any person could have a different combo of messages coming at them, telling them and showing them that they're not worthy. Um, so like, I don't want to minimize that. Mm-hmm. However, there are ways for you to take your power back, right? And I know you've talked a lot about how you did that, how you made that decision that I'm blocking all these messages out. They're garbage. They're not true. And I will only welcome in what's true now. Um, So yeah, that is a whole process that takes, in my opinion, it takes a support team. And that support team can look different ways for different people. but get, yeah, get some help. And, and I still, I still need to check in with my support team every once in a while, because those messages in the world are so strong that I am not worthy. I am not good enough the way I am. I'm too much of the way I am. You know, like when you think about that, like sometimes we hear this, you're not good enough. And sometimes we hear you're too much. And just those two uh, polar opposites make should help you realize that those messages are not accurate. They're not coming from a place of truth, right? You know, this makes me think of a conversation that I had um, with a client and we were talking about like having that healthy mindset, because just like you said, Jessica, it's something that you're constantly working on. It's kind of like going to the gym. You don't just go to the gym once and be like, yay, I'm set for life. No, wouldn't that be nice? It's like, oh, Oh, I love myself. I'm worthy of everything I want. Good. Check. Check that box. I'm good for life, but it's not that way. Um, And I said something to her because, oh, I know what it was. She was, she had been ill. She'd had like the flu for a few days and she was trying to, she said, she just noticed that her mindset was starting to go down. But I said, I said, first of all, I said, you noticed it. Secondly, I said, the fact that you like, you haven't been sleeping well, that affects your mindset. I know for myself, if I don't sleep good, that next day, I hear that negative chatter. Uh, oh, it's, it's like this tape that's just like going around and around and around. And I have to re- remind myself, now I'm at a place where I can remind myself like, Lorraine, you just didn't sleep well last night. So don't believe any of this, I mean, something as simple as good sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually comes down to like, get a snack, take a nap and like go for a walk or run or something, whatever you, whatever joyful movement you have brought into your life. Mm -hmm. Like, like those three things can, I'm not going to say solve a lot of problems, but they can get you in a place where you feel ready to solve a lot of problems. <laughs> you know, so here, here's a story from um, wh- one of my coaching clients and she was looking for a new job and she was interviewing down in Boston. And one day she was like, I'm leaving early. 
I'm going to get there in plenty of time. I'm going to be able to have breakfast before I get there. Something happened to the train and it like stopped on the tracks for over like two hours, I believe. It was an immense amount of time. And she was like, she was, I mean, when she, when the train finally got to Boston, like she's like texting them and saying, hey, like, should I show up? And they, they were like, no. The woman that was on the other end was just like, no, like, I don't like, I know that that was just like the cutoff. So her very next one, she was like, one, I'm driving. I'm going to have more control. She got there early. It happened to be a rainy day. Like she was an hour and a half early. Good for her. She was like, she sends me a message saying, now what do I do? She was, I have an hour and a half until my interview. She goes, and the chatter that is starting to, because of what happened, that was out of her control on her previous, on her previous um, interview. And it's, and the reason why I'm sharing the story is also, it's just a good reminder of how our brain makes up stuff that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> the brain is so fascinating and there's so much developing research. There's so much more to learn about it. Um, but everything points to, you know, I, I find with my coaching clients a lot, there's this general mindset that life is happening to me. Things are happening to me. And when we can start to flip that mindset to, I am in not not control necessarily. I don't know if we're ever in control, but I am happening in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when things start to flip for people. They're like, oh, I can, I have choice. I can make decisions about how I'm going to set this up in a way that makes me feel good and is then likely to lead to a successful outcome whatever success looks like. And that's like, so cool. That's all brain stuff. That's all in your brain. All brain stuff. And I always say, you know, life isn't happening um, to me. It's happening for me. Mm -hmm. And just, you're right. Like sometimes just those shift in those words, you know, like can change everything. It changes the whole meaning of a sentence. You know, I actually have, I set up a Zapier that sends me a text message every morning and it says like every thought is a bullshit story. So tell yourself the right story. <laughs> I love that. That's because awesome. everything is a story. And you know, like, how do I interpret the story? Um, let's just say you didn't show up here today for this interview. You know, I can interpret that as, oh, like something happened to Jessica. Like there's probably some sort of an emergency with her kids versus, oh, she you know, like she doesn't want to be on my podcast. She <laughs> changed her mind. Like I'm not good enough, like to do an interview with her. You know, yeah. Like, we, she rejected me. Yes, right? she like, rejected. Like we make shit up. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. What What is like one exercise that you have that you walk your clients through to help them either recognize these stories or move beyond these stories, you know, that, so that anybody who's listening to this can actually like go and do this. Yeah. Um, well, I actually, I have a a free challenge, which I think you're going to tell your people about or share the link for that later. But, um, I would highly recommend for you to sign up for that because I give you basically five days worth of things to do. Um, my favorites 
in there. The first is just kind of, you know, I talked about how when we can make that flip from life is happening to us to I am in control um, or I have power, I have choice. Um, Part of that flip is just asking, what if, what if this worked out? Imagine if, and just like, tell me everything about this working out. You know, what is, what does it feel like to access all your senses? What does it feel like, smell like, taste like, look like, sound like, um, you know, what are your relationships like then? What is your work like then? How do you structure your day at that point? You know, what do you do? Just, just get it all down. And like, some people like to talk about that. Some people like to write it. Some people like to somehow creatively express it, like through art or whatever. I, um, I even have one client who's a runner who like, she's like, "Mm, I don't really like doing any of that stuff. So, but I was like, you have to find something. We have to find something. What, what could running look like with you doing this? And she's like, well, I do like to trail run. So there's no one ever out there when I go. So I'm just going to like run it out. (laughs) I'm just going to like imagine it and run it out. And if I feel like talking while I'm running, I'm going to say it out loud. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, I love that connection between mind and also your physical body you know, making it happen. Like you're running towards that. And that proved to be very effective for her. So all that to say, just find a way to express that. What if the do some imagining Um, that's, I think that's a crucial first step. Um, And I I think that's really important that I just want people to hear is mm -hmm. that, you know, if journaling is not your way of doing this. And don't do it. (laughs) And meditating and visualizing is not your way of doing this. Like, you know, just like your, you know, Jessica's running client. I mean, go for a run. Like just keep trying something new until you, until you figure until, until you basically crack your own code and you figure out like, this is what works, but also keep in mind, because I'm thinking of like my own past that whatever works today may not work in a year. You may have graduated and like, we're going to need like new level, new devil. Like there's just going to be a level of depth maybe to your reminding yourself that you are worthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Also in the challenge, I talk a lot about those getting to know those voices in your head and or your heart that often tell, uh, that often tell, show up and tell you that this isn't a good idea. Like you, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this. We all have where this like spark of an idea comes into your mind and you kind of sit there and you're like, Oh, that could, that could be cool. That what if I do that? You know? And then it happens at a different point for all of us. And then at some point it's just like smack those messages, those people, I don't know if they're people, I don't know what they are, but they're in there and they're like, nah, it's not going to work because of this. Or, well, what if you do it? And this happens like that could just blow everything up. Right. Like, mm -hmm, yeah, the committee. And that's what we do in this challenge. We name it. (laughs) We try to figure out when they are most likely to show up, what's happening around you. Um, Yeah. We give them a name. We come up with a phrase or a physical gesture or something that just tells that committee to get out there. I love, I love that name, the committee. Mine's name is Marie. Um, her name is Marie because my my mom called me 
so my middle name is not Marie, but she would call me Jessica Marie just to like get me riled up when I was little. I don't know why she thought it was the funniest thing. And I also got so mad about it. I also don't know why I got so mad about it, but I would like get so angry. So anyways, that's why mine's called Marie, called Marie. <laughs> but I just like tell Marie to shut up, get out of here. Like I need to think about this new thing for a little bit. Um, so, I'll so we do a lot of that with challenge. my with my committee or my board of directors uh-huh. because I am such a visual person. So I like those nasty voices. Like I picture myself walking into like um, a boardroom, like in a corporate office, uh-huh. and there's the committee, there's the board of directors, and I usually just tell them like it's time for you guys all to go on vacation. No need to be here. That's awesome. Yeah, perfect. Um, the final tip I would share is just to, you need to prove to yourself that you can learn new things. You have done it in the past and you will do it in the future. You can learn new things, try something new, um, sign up for a class. And also a key component of that is to think about what your definition of success is going to be with this trying new thing, uh, trying new thing. And success is not when you are the best at it. success is going to be when you have tried it and you survived. (laughs) Everything was okay. And that can look differently for a lot of people. Um, That's fine. But you figure out what success is for you and then just try something new. Take a class or do it on your own or find a hobby group, you know, find a group of friends who might want to try it with you, whatever your style is. Just prove to yourself that you can do new things and that it will be okay. And that builds up the confidence a lot. Then when you're um, telling that committee to get out of here and continuing to dream about this new thing, or I don't know, we're talking about it like this new thing is always going to be, it can also be like a challenge. Like you have something hard coming up in your life. Um, this It's the same process. Like, you know, you have to prove to yourself that you can take this challenge on. So whether it's a whether it's an exciting thing coming up or a not so exciting thing coming up, that but you have to get it done. Um, these are all strategies to to forever. Yeah. that yeah. you can do this. But I also want to like share with people like you know sometimes it's it can be something as simple as like you set the alarm for six or seven a.m. And you don't hit the snooze. You just get up so that when you get up on the, like, as soon as it goes off, it's like, see, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Like, check. That's a win. And I haven't even like gotten to the bathroom yet. You know what I mean? I'm going to wait for five minutes. Look at me go. Yeah. It's always a good day when you have wins that early. (laughs) Yeah, But I think making those wins, like finding those things to get excited about that. It doesn't have to be the climbing Mount Fuji, you know, like where can we find evidence in other areas of our lives that say like, oh yeah, like, you know, like I was a painfully shy girl. There was, you know, a time when like, I wouldn't get up in front of people, but where did I like, you know, looking back, you know, where did I try something new? Where, you know, like, so that I have evidence so that I would speak in front of people. And my story about my first speech was it wasn't very good, but I did it. And people came up to me afterwards and like asked me, like, so is there a website that I can like learn about you? (laughs) And I was just like, what? So it must not have been terrible. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. So 
even though I interpret that as like, that wasn't very good because of how, like my skill level now and how I structure speeches, but I have that piece of evidence that sharing my message in front of people, even as like chaotic as it was, it still resonated with the right people that were in that room. So I just keep, I'm always looking for evidence on, Hey, I did this before, or I did this in this area. I can do this again. Yeah. You know? I've gotten bad reviews or like, you know, like bad, like, Hey, your feedback that was undesirable is what, is what I'll call it today. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm still standing. Yeah, sure. Because like we talked about earlier, you know, it, it doesn't actually have anything to do with who you are. It's feedback that you can choose to learn from or maybe decide, you know what, I don't need that feedback right now. <laughs> and you get better and you move on. I, you know, I was listening to <clears throat> an interview this morning. Um, they're doing some research about mental health and student athletes. Um, and it's got me thinking just about the pressure we I think are putting on ourselves more and more to no matter what we do, have that, to be that like standout person. Like I've, I felt like I was listening to these college athletes and I was hearing them say like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a freshman in college and I'm thinking about if I'm going to get into the NFL. Right. And it's like, gosh, what if you were just allowed to go to school and have a normal college experience and like also play the sport you love? Like, what if we just took all that pressure off and you weren't worried about being the best? Um, You weren't worried about like having your name on TV or being interviewed. Um, What if you could just go and like do all, do all the things you want to do and have fun and learn. And I kind of, I sort of, I was reminded of that when you were talking about your first speech and you're like, I know it wasn't the best, um, but I did it. And like, I learned from it and it just made me think about how often, and I've honestly, I've, I've felt this too, as I started my coaching journey, Um, you know, you see all these coaches or professionals like on doing a TED talk or getting famous and writing books or whatever. And it's like that pressure to just come out of the gate swinging with my best material ever and like inspire millions within my first month of coaching is ridiculous. How could I possibly do that? But thinking about doing that you know, is what probably delayed my start a little bit because I knew I wasn't going to be perfect. And so the desire to come out and be perfect, um, you know, can really hold you back. And so, I don't know, just a little nugget there for people, whatever your area of expertise is, what if you just did it? What if you just shared the best you have right now and trusted that the process is going to is what's going to elevate you and make you better? And even saying that, it's like, what if the point isn't to be the best? 
what if the point is to be fully who you are, fully authentically you with your unique set of gifts and offerings and like just offer that to the world. Imagine what the world would be like if we were all operating that way. If we f- didn't feel the pressure and we were just giving the best we had for the good of humanity. Like, wow. Right? That. that is, and that is, I got to say, this is a wonderful place to just end because <laughs> I don't think you could say it any better. But Jessica, would you please share with my audience like where they can find you and then talk a little bit about that um, five-day challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for giving me this space too. Um, I hang out on Instagram at jwritelife. I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook, but I admittedly love Instagram the most. So I'm doing the most there. Um, my website is jessicawright.online. And the challenge you can find, um, I assume we'll link it here. We'll have all the links. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just bit.ly slash right life challenge. So pretty easy to type in on your own too. Um, The challenge is five days. It's free. It's over email. One email a day for me. (laughs) Very, very low stakes. Um, And yeah, it's just me in your inbox pretty much talking like this helping you figure out who's telling you you can't do this, how to talk back to them, and then how to tap into your inner, I call it your inner wisdom, um, but essentially prove to yourself, remind yourself that you can do this. And so that's what the five days are like. Um, I would really love to have you along. I'm if I'm asking you to email me throughout the challenge, I email back, I respond to your social media posts. So please, um, yeah, please do that and interact with me. And yeah, I look forward to meeting you all. Everybody take advantage of this challenge. You know, it's even if you feel that you you have great confidence and you have worthiness, it's it literally is like a muscle. We are constantly, constantly need to strengthen it. So Jessica, again, thank you so much for being on the show and everybody. I will see you next week. And so until then, be in demand. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.